the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Leave Sidney Crosby alone. I wrote a column yesterday, and you can find it at triblive.com. I write it there every week. It's pretty good, I think. Anyway, apparently the one I wrote this week has some people in the media upset, the sports media especially, or maybe only. Uh, includes a hockey blogger with a big following who calls himself Puck Daddy. I responded to a column written by Jacob Hancock at the Sporting News. He had called Crosby out for not commenting on what happened in Minneapolis uh, or commenting on the problem of uh, police brutality and blacks in general. He said the defacing of the Mario Lemieux statue was handed to him on a silver platter and he didn't take the opportunity. Now, um, Evander Kane, he's a, a black player with the San Jose Sharks, he had said in an interview earlier in the week that guys like Crosby and Tom Brady should be speaking out, and Hancock agreed with him. I wrote that Crosby has no obligation to speak out, that he's been here for 15 years, has never done anything uh, wrong, and you can, can't find anybody who's ever said a bad word about him, and he should be left alone. That's all. But here's the problem with Hancock and Puck Daddy, okay? Uh, that's the guy who uh, has, has the blog that, uh, you know, he, he disagreed with what I said. Uh, Puck Daddy, they, he said they, they don't want Crosby to speak out unless he agrees with them. If he were to uh, come out and say that he believed that the problem is with black-on-black -black crime and that the focus should be on that and not the rare cases of white cops shooting blacks, as bad as that is, uh, that it's still a misplaced focus, if he were just to say that, he would be ripped by just about every person in the sports media because most of them are liberal. They don't want athletes to speak out. They want athletes to agree with them and validate their opinions. And uh, they also want guys like Sidney Crosby to help them write columns for them by saying things that they can slobber over as another way of virtue signaling. Kurt Schilling, the former Red Sox pitcher, spoke out a lot, but he was fired by ESPN. He spoke the wrong way. He's a conservative. So I'll say it again. Leave Sidney Crosby alone. And just before we went on the air... I came across an example of what uh, people are saying about my column. This guy is Jason Greger. I'd never heard of him, but he's apparently a pretty big deal. He hosts the Jason Greger Show. He's on the air right now up there in Canada on TSN 1260. I don't know if that's Toronto or where it is. Edmonton, I guess it is. But he's got a, uh, he's got a show up, in, up on the air up there in Edmonton. And here's his tweet about my column. Ignorant to suggest only Dem slash Lib agree with your column. Odd and disappointing, you seem more upset about someone asking Sidney Crosby to do more than you are about blacks being oppressed. Uh, LeBron James clearly said we, and he was referring to black people, not himself. Uh, and so my response was, ignorant to suggest I care more about people being asked to do more than I do about anybody being oppressed. Not surprising that you don't get that they want him to speak out only if he agrees with them. So that's where I am on that. We're not going to do a show on that today, but I'll be happy to have that guy on my show if he wants to come on. But he's on the air at the same time I am. But uh, when we uh, coming up, Bernie Sanders uh, tweeted a little while ago that uh, there needs to be a major overhaul of policing in America because of what happened in Minneapolis. And the guy who uh, committed the crime, uh, the alleged crime, had 17 complaints against him. Uh, well, Democrats have been in control in Minneapolis, which would mean they'd be in control of the police department there uh, and hiring the police commissioners and the police chiefs for 47 years. So uh, they're Democrats, and that's the case in just about every city. So we'll take a look at the history of uh, liberal policies in big cities coming up after the break, and then uh, also who's killing African Americans, uh, where the focus should be, to show uh, the, to uh, show that black lives really do matter. We'll talk about that in the second half hour. That's all coming up. Stick around.
worried about deductibles and co-pays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Steigerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything, co-pays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three to one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 784-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. I love golf, and I also stink at golf. I've tried it all. The lessons, the special swing contraptions, the neon brush tees, the funny hats, the putting all of my change in my left pocket. I like to say I just happen to have a high golf handicap. My friends would say I have a high talent disadvantage. Luckily, while I might be fighting some disadvantages on the golf course, at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're lucky to be able to serve listeners with a unique advantage. Our team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. And for you, that can mean shorter turnaround times and often a lower rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money on a new home, refinance, or cash-out refinance. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is the DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue, and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So here's what uh, Bernie Sanders tweeted just a little while ago. Quote, more than 17 misconduct complaints were filed against Officer Chauvin, but he stayed on the force for years. He's the guy uh, who's in prison, in jail right now for the uh, alleged murder of uh, George Floyd. Anyway, more than 17 misconduct complaints were filed against Officer Chauvin, but he stayed on the force for years. That is outrageous. George Floyd would still be alive if we had real police accountability. We need a massive overhaul of policing in America. 
What Bernie didn't mention uh, was that his Democratic and liberal friends have been in charge of just about every major city in America for the last 50 years, 70 years here in Pittsburgh, by the way. So why do they keep getting reelected? CityJournal.org is the place to go for good analysis on what's wrong and, for that matter, what's right with, with cities. Stephen Malanga is a senior editor at City Journal, and he joins us now. Stephen, thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure. So are we seeing some major chickens coming home to roost around uh, America in the last couple well, of days? You know, well, you know, what's happened, which has really startled some of us who've been watching cities and write about cities for a long time, is that, you know, we had this, uh, this era, and it really started in the 60s and went all the way through the drug wars of the 80s, where basically there was a, a, an enormous amount of urban disorder and crime in America. And then essentially we, we went through a period of reform in the 1990s. You know, and that reform included better policing. Uh, it included, uh, 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 you know, paying attention to uh, the drug issues. And um, and also it, it enforcing what we call quality of life crimes because we found out that if you don't do that, they essentially lead to a disorderly society. The the effects of that on places like New York City and places you know m- many cities in America were e- e- enormous. Crime in America declined fifty percent. Interestingly, you know, starting about a decade ago essentially cities started reversing this. Voters started voting for people who essentially said, you know, we're safer. Why do we need to, for instance, enforce quality of life? You know, why do we need to be tough on the squeegee men or the, the panhandlers? You know, why do we... What? And we started essentially going back to the kind of you know, uh, uh, policies of the 60s and 70s, a kind of a, a, a looser, more tolerant society that essentially has encouraged this growth of disorder in America. And uh, it includes, uh, you know, it includes letting criminals back on the streets sooner. One of the things we found out in the, in the reform era of the 90s, for instance, is that a very small percentage of criminals create, you know, create a lot of the crime, and if you put them away and keep them away, society in general is much safer. So we've been kind of reversing the, you know, the policies that, got, that, that, that uh, you know, encouraged order and going back to the policies that encouraged disorder. And uh, it's a little bit baffling, you know, and part of what we're seeing, you know, right now in America, a place like Minneapolis is a good example, where the police for a while just literally ceded control of the city. You know, I don't think even the original protesters in Minneapolis who were protesting what happened to Floyd himself, I don't think they intended for what actually then occurred once the police withdrew. You know, and in fact, the Minneapolis Tribune wrote a very interesting story about how the community was now defending itself because the police weren't answering 911 calls, and they were defending the assets that they had worked to build up in that community, you know, like housing and nonprofits and businesses, because the police weren't. And so, you know, we've, we've kind of returned to what we saw in the 60s, where, you know, you would call 911 in some cities like New York, and you wouldn't get the police to respond that quickly. And, um, and so we saw people abandon neighborhoods because of that, and neighborhoods decline. And we're starting to see something like that all over again. So, um, and you trace this back to the 60s, uh, the war on poverty was supposed to fix this, wasn't it? So it was supposed to fix this, and in fairness, the people of you know the people who instituted the war on poverty were extremely naive. When you go back and read what they said about how you know what we're going to do is just put a lot of money into this into neighborhoods, and we're going to eliminate poverty in ten years. That's what they, that's what Sergeant Shriver, who was the head of the war on poverty in the Johnson administration, said. They were somewhat naive. They were also stunned at the response, the unintended consequences of a lot of their policies. They thought, for instance, that if you increase welfare benefits, what you would do is you would get people back on their feet and they would get back to work. The exact opposite happened. What happened is people stayed on welfare. We created intergenerational poverty, and that, that essentially dragged neighborhoods down. And they admitted later that, that, that they were shocked by what happened. What really is distressing now is that we have all of that experience. And the, the politicians now who are saying things like, uh, you know, we have to, you know, we have, have to let 
uh, we, criminals, you know, hardened criminals are, are, are in places like Chicago and Philadelphia are, are, are after, they're, after they're arrested, being put right back on the street with bail or with, with very low bail, and they're going back and, re, and recommitting new crimes. And so we knew this happened in the, in the 60s and the 70s, and they were naive about it, but we're just repeating those mistakes, even though we have the experience of that period, to educate us. Yeah, so they, they didn't learn from their mistakes, is, uh, is the quick way of saying what you just said there. And, and uh, they, they keep um, piling it on. It's just... Well, there's, yes, but the, and the thing is, there's a new generation of politicians, and, and admittedly, some of this is extremely organized. For instance, we have these prosecuting attorneys. You know, many places in America, prosecutors, uh, district, local district attorneys are elected. We have these district mm-hmm. attorneys who have been elected in places like Philadelphia, the Krasner, in, in Fox, in Chicago, um, specifically with the idea that they are going to prosecute fewer crimes uh, because uh, essentially the criminals are to them are victims, and that they're going to let more people uh, out on bail, and that the, and that the police, the, in their opinion, the police uh, are uh, overly uh, ambitious in, in 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 the way they're prosecuting crime. These people have been they've been supported by uh, uh, you know political campaigns by v- very progressive uh, organizations that have raised money. People like George Soros has given money to them, and so there is actually a, a kind of um, organized effort to elect these kinds of politicians. You know, they're they're not. It, it's not even about Democrat or Republican. It's really about progressive and socialist. And in cities in particular, a new generation of voters are electing these people. They think for some reason this is the next step. You know, we get the cities, the cities got safer, the cities got richer, the, the neighborhoods, you know, became better. And so the next step for some reason is to become progressive and socialist even, and that's going to make the cities better. But it's just actually bringing back what we spent decades trying to essentially escape. Yeah, so uh, here's Bernie Sanders, though. Uh, he's not a Democrat officially. He's an independent, but he's a Democrat. Right. Um, and um, he says that, that, uh, that we need a massive overhaul of policing in America based on what's happening in Minneapolis. Does it ever occur to people like Bernie Sanders that, first of all, nobody's more progressive and socialist than he is, um, does it ever occur to him that the Democrats have been in, in uh, power in Minneapolis since 1973, a Democrat mayor, which means he appoints the police commissioner, the police chief, you know, uh, whatever they call him out there, the police superintendent, that most of those people are appointed by the people who are elected uh, as Democrats. And there's no, there, is there any end in sight of Democrats being elected in Minneapolis? Because I know it's not going to happen here in Pittsburgh. Seventy years here with a, a Democrat mayor. Well, the quintess- yeah, the quintessential example of this, of course, is Baltimore, which is often considered the most violent city in America. Yeah. And it, and for years, it, the problem was that well, Democrats ran it, but it was a racially segregated Democratic city, and so we had to change that. But we did, cha- that, but that did change. In, in, in part, it changed because you know so many middle class people left a place like Baltimore, that they consistently then elected uh, black Democrats. Now this is a city where, they, where for years you've had, you know, you now have black mayors, the majority of the city council are black Democrats, and also the, um, the police commissioner. And mm-hmm. yet the problem persists. And not only that, but, but the victims here are the people, the law-abiding people trying to live in a place like that that has the highest murder rate in America, and is governed that way, and uh, I, I really, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to say. In part, of course, this is, during this during the seventies and the eighties, a very big topic in America was that Republicans essentially abandoned city, uh, you know, city government because they just thought they couldn't win in the cities, and they were all, you know, migrating to different places. They were migrating to places, you know, in the Sun Belt, and they were migrating to. Uh, 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 to places like uh, Arizona and New Mexico, and they just kind of like abandoned, you know, city politics and left it to to the Democrats. The truth is that even in places where Republicans have tried to be competitive in cities, they rarely succeed these days. You know, and you do have now, 
a substantial number of um, African-American voices uh, uh, in, in the country, including some of the writers at the Manhattan Institute, who keep pointing out that essentially, uh, you know, the, the whatever compact the, the, the black family and black, and black residents of, of cities have with the Democratic Party, it's not working for them. But <laughs> something doesn't, you know, something isn't connecting there. Uh, you know, uh, and I would say part of it is all you have to do is look at the coverage of, um, of these riots where even after they descend into outright riots where even the, the politicians are saying this is no longer about protest, the media keeps calling them protests. And yeah. So, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, well, here's the thing about the media. Uh, you know, and and we're talking to Stephen Malaga of, of the um, of the City Journal. You can see him at city-journal.org. You can see his piece, uh, a really good piece on this, and long and well detailed. But um, you know, as, as you were talking, it just occurred to me that uh, even this goes even on the Fox or other conservative um, outlets. Um, when they have a Democrat on, I never hear the Democrat who's complaining about police um, behavior and activity. I never see them or hear them asked, well, wait a minute, um, who, who appointed all these people that are, that are training the police, that are disciplining or not disciplining the police? Who's in charge of that in every one of these cities that we're talking about here? I, and I never see a Democrat forced to admit that it's Democrats who have been in charge in virtually every city in America for 50 years, basically, on average. They ne- they're, never, they're never asked about it. They're never uh, forced to uh, justify it. Uh, no, you're right about that. And, and um, you know, I wrote another piece about essentially how all of these uh, progressive cities are now, their, their, their biggest movement now is what they call an equity movement. And the whole idea of equity movement is to bring, you know, um, essentially more more racially diverse uh, people into into government. Now, here's the thing: a place like Baltimore, many cities in America, they have diversified their police force. Okay, um, what the polls show, though, or, or even forgetting about, you know, if you just look at actual accusations against police officers. Um, you know, there are, uh, uh, there are as many difficulties with relationships between black police officers and the black community as there are with white police officers. And so for some reason or, or another, even diversifying the police forces, which they've, which they've done in some places, and, and you know, putting, uh, putting a, a superintendent or a commissioner in who's African American is the, you know, the most diversifying. Has you made know, no even, difference. Yeah, it's made no difference. Absolutely. Hey, hey, um, I have yeah. to, I want to, I sorry to interrupt you, but I only have like a minute and a half left and I'm up against a hard break and I wanted to get you on this because you wrote about this in your piece. If you can do it in a minute, uh, George Soros, is he a boogeyman created by conservatives or is he a real problem? And I do, I only have about a minute. Well, right. All you have to do is look at the fact at at, at what he the, the politicians that he is supporting around the country and that his organizations are supporting in political campaigns around the country, and he's clearly um, uh, electing, uh, uh, trying to elect progr- progressive slash socialists around the country, even as he's, of course, one of the biggest you know Wall Street financiers in the world. You know? mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, he, his organizations are electing, helping to elect many of these people, city councils, uh, mayors, district attorneys, a big focus on, on district attorneys, too. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty plain. Well, hey, Stephen, I'm, I'm out of time. I really appreciate you being here. The piece is at, uh, at city, city-journal.org, and that's where you go to find out about what's happening with cities. I really appreciate it, Stephen. I hope to have you on again. Thanks. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you. All right. That's Stephen Malonga of cityjournal.org. When we come back, we're going to take a look at some numbers and see who is actually killing African Americans. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The family of George Floyd says an independent autopsy has found that he died of asphyxiation from sustained pressure on his back and neck. 
Floyd, a black man who was in handcuffs at the time, died a week ago after a white Minnesota officer held his knee on Floyd's neck for several minutes. The officer ignored bystander shouts to get off of him and Floyd's cries that he couldn't breathe. The family's autopsy differs from the official autopsy as described in a criminal complaint that ruled out asphyxiation or strangulation. A California biotech company says its experimental drug remdesivir improved symptoms when given for five days to moderately ill patients with COVID-19. Jellyed sciences say full results will be published soon in a medical journal. The Dow today finished 91 points higher. This is SRN News. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. We know this is only temporary. We know it can't go on like this forever. We have to keep focusing on the future and get through this thing day by day. But when it ends, the sun will come out. Jobs will start up again. The traffic jam we used to hate will come back. Thank God for cars. So many things we took for granted are going to be so special. We'll get through this because we have each other. And we have this radio station. AM 1250, The Answer. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. This is a special notice to consumers who owe back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. You may qualify for a program that could settle your delinquent tax problems and in some cases save you thousands of dollars. For free information and to see if you qualify, call Community Tax at 800-273-0135. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the Parkway East outbound, about a five-minute delay from Squirrel Hill Tunnel up to Edgewood Swiss Vale. Slight delay in the inbound Parkway West as you approach the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Fire in Duquesne Earl Street at Grand Avenue. Also got some protests in the East Liberty area, Penn Avenue, between Highland Avenue and Negley Avenue, Mount Lebanon, Fallen Power Lines, McCauley Street at Royce Avenue. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. Rather cloudy skies tonight with a few showers late and a low 51. Mainly cloudy tomorrow with a shower or thunderstorm around into the early afternoon with a high of 79. 
Wednesday, times of sunshine and clouds with a few showers around and a heavy thunderstorm. Breezy with a high 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. The John Staggerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I guess the rioting and looting is still going on all over the country. It'll get worse when it gets dark, I'm guessing. It's supposed to be about George Floyd being killed by a white cop, but it stopped being about that a long time ago. Uh, but ba- blacks being killed by white cops is still being presented as a major problem for black people in America. It's not. It's rare, and focusing on it means a lack of focus on a problem that affects every black person in America. Philip Carl Salzman is emeritus professor of anthropology at McGill University. He wrote a piece about that today at PJ Media. He joins us now. Philip, thanks for being here. I'm happy to talk with you. So the focus right now, obviously, is on uh, blacks being killed by black policemen. Why is that misplaced? Not that it shouldn't be, obviously, talked about now in the aftermath of what happened in uh, Minneapolis, but why in general is that misplaced? Um, Sorry, you said... Blacks killed by black policemen. Yeah, I'm sorry, white policemen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, that's that's certainly the focus, and and it really is um, an expression of a larger uh, a, a larger notion about societal racism against blacks in general, and the the oppression of of blacks by whites. Yeah, and but but why is uh, in your piece you you talk about the fact that it's it's um, it's a it's a maybe a legitimate issue, but it, it also might prevent legitimate complaints and problems that they have from being addressed and solved. The over well, over overly uh, the overemphasis on that as an issue. Look, there there's. There's definitely a tendency among uh, African-American race activists and advocates to point the finger at whites for all the problems of the African-American community. But the truth is that the African-American community suffers from a great deal of difficulties, many of them internal. For example, they suffer from a huge crime problem within the community because 90% of, uh, of murders in, uh, of African Americans, and they suffer murder at a much higher rate than their percentage of the population, three times the percentage of, the, of their population, uh, those murders are committed by other African Americans. Uh, yeah. So... so the idea that somehow, as Black Black Lives Matter always says, that African Americans are under threat of being killed by white police and by white vigilantes, the reality is if you look at the FBI's figures, what you see is that by far uh, the uh, the greatest number of uh, uh, of uh, killers of African Americans are other African Americans, and it's not just limited to that. Um, I'm looking at the FBI statistics for uh, 2018 right now, um, and and uh, arrests um, for of uh, African Americans for murder and non-negligent manslaughter. 53% of all cases in the country. Now, this is only 13% of the population, so it's, it's more than three times the percentage of the population that are arrested for murder and manslaughter. Uh, 26% of all rapes, even though it's only 13% of the population. 54% of all the robberies. 33% of all the aggravated assaults. So the crime level is very high, and much of the crime is, is, is suffered by the victims are African Americans themselves. So uh, African Americans, many of them, live in, uh, in high crime districts. They suffer from 
violence and and other other crimes, uh, and that's that's a daily part of their life. If African Americans are are nervous, it's not just because they're nervous about whites. Um, many fewer uh, African Americans are killed by whites than than whites are killed by African Americans. Again, that's from FBI statistics. So there really is a big problem within of crime within the African American community and that's something that activists like uh, Black Lives Matter doesn't address at all. It's simply constantly uh, directing its attention to whites uh, as as the villains. Uh, so it's always easier to blame other people for your problems, but there are serious problems uh, um, in the African American community. And you know you hear it a lot of t- all the time that uh, those numbers that you threw out there and b- d- varying uh, uh, circumstances, you hear uh, renditions of those numbers from different quarters, but um, they seem to be ignored. Uh, uh, and um, after something like what happened in, in Minneapolis happens, uh, the focus is so much on that. And even before all the all the details are out on what happened there. Um, it everything else is just pushed to the side, and uh, the the things that could be solved it would I mean it's it's simple to say, you know you'd be a lot better off if you stopped killing each other, and it would that would make them a lot better off. But it's just they they I don't know. It's almost like you're you're accused of being of ignoring the issue they want to talk about. If you want to point out these other issues that you just pointed out, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um. It- it's 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 really a problem. One question to ask is, who benefits from the constant calls of racism, um, a constant finger pointing at whites, um, without without addressing basic problems in the African American communities? Well, uh, are there people who uh, pander to certain groups in order to get their votes? Uh, and and if so, then pandering to that community means reinforcing their uh, preferred uh, vision of things, uh, uh, rather than the the tough, uh, realistic addressing of of real embedded problems. Yeah, and I I saw one number that uh, last year there were nine unarmed black. Um, uh, people killed by police last year, uh, th- and of those nine, you don't know how many of them were, uh, um, you know, were in, put themselves in position to be killed, and uh, the killing was, the killings were justified. So it's a it's a, a a problem that is becomes very sensational when it happens, and especially now that there always seems to be some kind of a video available to show it, but. The number—I don't know how those numbers compare now to what they were ten years ago. Are there, is it happening? Actually, happening less? I don't know. Do you? I don't know. Uh, and and those numbers are very subject to those tiny numbers are very subject to manipulation. I mean, um, Freddie Gray in Baltimore, uh, mm-hmm. his death led to huge riots. But when it went to when the police were arrested and uh, sent to trial, the juries uh, would refuse to convict them, uh, presumably because of the circumstances uh, on, in which that took place. Uh, now you can say that's just—I uh, mean, I think Baltimore juries, Baltimore juries are going to be heavily African American. Uh, you can say it's oh, it's just the establishment, or it's just white somehow. Uh, letting these guys off, so it's very easy to manipulate these these small number of of cases and make a thing out of them. The question is, who profits from um, from pointing fingers at other people and and refuse to look at at the the problems within the community? Yeah, you know what I what I'm seeing from a lot of comments from uh, from black people who are obviously upset about all this uh, that um, it doesn't seem to come out as much as it should. 
I mean, obviously, if someone is killed by a policeman, uh, especially unjustly, uh, that's going to be a big deal. But um, there, are, black people have an experience that you and I, as white guys, are not going to ever be able to put ourselves in, in, in the shoes of someone like this because uh, they talk about how they're just mistreated by, by policemen almost on a daily basis or at least on multiple occasions throughout their lives. That's an issue that is uh, probably needs to be addressed, but, um, you know, nobody's going to cause riots over it. And so they they focus on what happened in Minneapolis a couple of days ago, but it's it's more of a, uh, seems like more of just a a, a police problem that has always existed, and nobody seems to address that by better training or whatever you needed to do to to, uh, eliminate it. So I'm assuming then that there are, no white men or Asian men or Hispanic men who are uh, uh, who are killed by police or who are uh, or who are pursued by police who feel that that somehow that was they were subject to police brutality or unfair right. uh, unfair attention. Uh, there are lots of I mean. It, it, when you compare the number of people arrested, 69% of all the people arrested were white, and only 27% of uh, African Americans uh, were arrested. Still, still twice as much as the population, but still, uh, whites uh, uh, 69, 69%, uh, a little more than their percentage of the population. So more or less what you'd expect. Asians were hardly not arrested at all, uh, nor, nor American Indians. Um, so uh, the problem of policing is a problem for all people. In a civil society... Uh, you want police to maintain the peace and maintain order and deal with with criminals, but you want citizens to have their rights maintained. This is not an Afro-American problem. It's a problem for every citizen. It's a problem for every person uh, because nobody wants to run into uh, into uh, police uh, harassment or worse. And um, uh, it's a simple thing to say, but uh, one good way of reducing your chances of being uh, abused by a policeman would be to not commit a crime in the first place. And and if you're committing most of the crimes, you're going to be, you know, your percentages of <laughs> of of being mistreated in the in the process of uh, having that crime addressed go up quite a bit, don't they? Well, I would think so. But also, keep in mind, when you live in a very high-crime neighborhood, uh, you're much more likely, even if you haven't done anything, of being confronted by a policeman who's looking for the guy who committed the crime. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm guessing that there's a considerable difference between neighborhoods that... um, where there are especially poor, high-crime, inner-city neighborhoods that the situation there is rather different from the large number of middle-class African-American neighborhoods where, where that, that is much less prevalent. And what is Campaign Zero? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Black Lives Matter suggests that the solution to the problem is, is getting rid of police altogether. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> well, we see we see what it's like uh, what it's what it's like in the cities over the weekend. Uh, you want to uh, you're enjoying that? Just pull the police back altogether. And in my opinion, uh, Democratic mayors and governors have uh, have not been very willing to use their. Uh, um, their law enforcement to stop the arson and and looting that's that's gone on um, that's much to the detriment of of law-abiding citizens um, so I, I don't know I guess they count on African-American votes and don't want to irritate uh, 
of the African American community. Uh, but uh, yeah, you've you've seen the you've seen the television uh, shots of uh, of people pouring into stores and carrying out everything they could they could carry, and yeah. other people lighting lighting buildings. Uh, I mean, think of, think of all the all the businessmen uh, of all of all races and all backgrounds who who have striven to build a build a business have invested their money and invested their effort in and these these folks come along they steal everything and they burn the place down uh destroying uh, destroying your economic dreams destroying your life it's it's unbelievable yeah that's uh having a uh, an actual campaign as part of your uh, part of your agenda to eliminate all police and the policing of minor crimes, that, that doesn't sound like a good way to solve crime. Uh, just just me. I well, think that might be a little it, bit a uh, little, little bit out of its. Uh, if there was no crime in the community at all, then you could. That'd see be a good that. idea. In, yeah. <laughs> in the highest in the highest crime community uh, of all, uh, that's uh, I'm, put that to a vote. Because I don't think the people in the community would vote for that. No chance. No. Hey, Philip, I'm out of time. I, I really appreciate you coming on again. Uh, always good to have you and uh, always good stuff. Uh, Philip Carl Salzman, Emeritus Professor of Anthropology at McGill University up there in Canada. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. And we will be right back. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's Windows or Us Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh.com. Gold. It's soaring. Are you missing it? If you have an IRA or 401k, you probably are. Less than 1% hold physical gold. We've been told by Wall Street it's for crazy people. Really? What's crazy about an asset that beats stocks two to one? I'm Adam Barada, national best-selling author of the book Gold is a Better Way, Owner of Advantage Gold, an Inc. 5000 member and highest rated gold IRA firm in the world. Gold is booming because gold is really about debt and global debt is a pandemic. If you have an IRA or 401k, I want to give you my book for free. That's right, free. Text GOLD to 49776. That's the word GOLD to 49776. Learn why gold will outperform pumped up stocks from this point forward. Turn your IRA into a wealth growth machine. Text the word GOLD to 49776. It's time to stop being crazy. Text GOLD to 49776. You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, they're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of their amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, MyPillow towels, roll-and-go anywhere pillows, duvet covers, Giza pillowcases, bolster pillows, and neck pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com and enter promo code STAG or call 800 716 
800-538-8087. Be sure to use promo code STAG. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with the global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. During difficult times, it's important not to be frozen by fear or complacency, thinking that Congress, the Fed, or your current financial planner will fix the impact of the pandemic on your retirement savings. The bottom line is no one else is going to care about your retirement the way you do. There is another more conservative way to plan for income without all the risk using interest and dividends. Call 888-888-4176 now to learn how the Retirement Income Store can help during these uncertain times. 888-888-4176. We'll send you our Retirement Income Kit with five educational tools, including David Scranton's best-selling book, 888-888-4176. The Retirement Income Store. Where retirees go for income. Call 888-888-4176 now. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I only have about a minute and a half left here, and uh, I've noticed that I'm uh, getting a little bit of traffic, a little bit of um, attention in uh, Canada on Canadian Twitter. Uh, some people don't like the fact that I said that Evander um, Kane, a player for the, um, the uh, San Jose Sharks, should not be uh, think not think that Sidney Crosby has to speak out on any subject that Evander Kane would like him to speak out on, and I pointed out in my column uh, triblive.com, which you can check out, that um, Sidney Crosby, uh, that, that these people who want Sidney Crosby to speak out, or people who want any athlete to speak out, they want them to speak out in agreement with them. If they speak out with a conservative viewpoint then they'll be trashed as being racist and all the usual stuff. And Sidney Crosby is smart enough to know that he should just stay out of it because he can't win. And he shouldn't be out, uh, he shouldn't be speaking out uh, in order to help these people write their columns or do their talk shows or do their blogs and have uh, lots of nice, juicy material. Just be 100% sure that if Sidney Crosby came out tomorrow with an, uh, with an opinion that was conservative he would be trashed and destroyed by the sports media 90 percent of which they would he would be because you know what they're liberals they don't like conservative thought they only want people who agree with them talk to you tomorrow the john steigerwald show is a production of the answer pittsburgh and salem media group